Hello, welcome to the monthly Skill Bite Show, where we share information that is geared to helping you succeed in your business. This is Judy Weintraub, CEO of Skill Bites and host of this show. If you want to position yourself as an expert, one of the best ways to do that is to become a published author. Skill Bites author platform provides the easiest way to get a book written and published. Today, I am delighted to have as our guest, Tony Guarnaccia. Tony was on our show back in October, and at the time, um, he talked about how to do a media kit so that you could get more podcasts. And today, he's going to talk about getting your podcast interviews. Now, Tony is an amazing person. He has grown over 10,000 small businesses including a dozen Fortune 500 companies, including ADP, Ford, and AutoNation, and he became a Google Partner of the Year. Later, Tony returned to his entrepreneurship roots to bring the strategy, tactics, and resources normally reserved for large enterprises to small businesses. Today, he's focused on bringing that same vision to podcast hosts and guests to make podcasting profitable. Tony, welcome back to the Skill Bite Show. Thanks for having me on again. Appreciate it. So in case some of our listeners missed your episode back in October, why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey, how you helped so many companies grow, and why did you make the shift to developing an expertise in podcasting? Yeah, so always been fascinated with entrepreneurship, um, and everyone can kind of hear the full story if you go back to that, that um, episode before. But kind of the succinct version is um, I had a, a business uh, that sold cakes. And that business, unfortunately, went out uh, because I didn't know what I didn't know about running a business. Even though we had huge celebrities work with Jay- Jay-Z, Jennifer Lopez, big corporate brands, still wasn't profitable. And so... What I said to myself at the time is I got to work for the best companies and because they presumably know what they're doing. And so I went on a decade-long journey to work with some of the best companies, like you mentioned before, the Googles of the world, Ford, uh, General Motors, a whole bunch of great companies. Uh, But my heart's always been entrepreneurship. So what happened was um, after that decade, I started my own marketing agency, did that for about a decade. Uh, and then I decided to write a book about my, my journey called Small Steps, The Big Profits. And one of the things you do when you promote a book, of course, is do a podcast book tour. And so I uh, went on, I think it was 84 podcasts uh, in that year. And I realized that, boy, podcasters and people that like guests on podcasts are really a great market to serve because, unfortunately, 85% of podcasts fail uh, within, you know, eight episodes. And so it's really sad. So I wanted to bring kind of the vision and the ideas I learned from working with these great companies on how to market and monetize podcasts as both a host and as a guest. Wow. Well, after all of your experience with the podcast tour for your book, and since then with podcast hosts and guests, I'm sure you've got a lot of wisdom to share with us. Um, Why don't you start with explaining how is what's the best way to prepare for a podcast guest interview yeah so um 
to me, the most important thing you need to have is your message, uh, because that message is really how you grow your influence and your influence is what leads to your income. And so it all starts with what you're going to say. And so uh, when you communicate your, with your audience, you want to make sure you're trusted, that you're likable, that um, you're knowledgeable, that you add value to that audience. All this really, at the end of the day, comes down to your messaging. So before I even started uh, doing guest interviews, I, I came up with a list of stories. I came up with, uh, I practiced them. I had the messaging down. I came up with what makes me unique, uh, my value proposition, uh, what would be great topics, what would be great questions, uh, writing my bio. So I spent a lot of time thinking through who am I, who do I serve, why they need me, and how am I different? And so I think everyone should really take that step and 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 um, do that so they're prepared. Yeah, those are four great ideas for creating that message that you want to share in your podcast interview. Excellent. I love that. Thank you. Sure. Now, there's a lot of ways to use a podcast when you are a guest on somebody's podcast. You want to leverage that opportunity. What are some of the best practices that you're aware of for leveraging or promoting your podcast guest appearance? Yeah. So a lot of people think that the main event is the interview, but to me, that's just part of it. And so you want to think about what's happening before the interview, what's happening during the interview, and what's happening after. But from a marketing perspective, uh, after the interview, there's tons of opportunity. You can take that interview and slice it up and, and create short-form video content. So this could be content that would be on YouTube Shorts or TikTok. Uh, you can also leverage uh, social media clips. A lot of times hosts will provide it, but if they don't, you can create your own. It's also a great opportunity. Probably the biggest thing is placing that interview and putting it on your website. So I have a special section on my website that has a list of all my podcast interviews. Uh, they Certain interviews you can also fe uh, feature on your homepage of your website. And so that's another very important thing. Uh, it's because this builds trust with people that are maybe checking you out and looking at your website. You can also leverage um, communications uh, and leverage your interview through your email. So if you're bringing on a prospect, someone that might be thinking about you, you can incorporate videos and portions of those interviews into an email sequence that builds up your credibility because you're creating social proof because you're borrowing the trust that the host uh, transfers to you. So there's endless possibilities, uh, and th but those are a few of the, of the ones I really like. Yeah, and I think one of the things that struck me is that people need to be thinking about promoting their podcast episode before they're on it. Yeah. Which I think very few people do. They get they get the podcast, they do the interview, and then they start promoting it. But it's almost like when you have a book as well, you don't wait until the book is published to start promoting it. You gotta sort of build that fan base. Um, so that when you have your book, then you've got that group of people to promote to. But by promoting your podcast episode in advance, you're going to get more people to listen to the podcast, but you're also building that know, like, and trust factor, even if they haven't listened to it. 
Yeah, and one of the first things you should do too um, is connect to the host if you're a guest or vice versa uh, on social media. That way, when they, they post something, they can tag you or if you post a marketing clip, you can tag them. And that's, that's something called co-marketing. And a lot of the best companies in the world grow by virtue of co-marketing. So if you look at, you know, McDonald's, they're always promoting the latest movie with the, with the, with the special edition Happy Meal with the toys in it. So the movie grows, McDonald's grows, that's called co-marketing. If you go into a, a baseball stadium, you see the same thing. So the best companies in the world are really, really good at co-marketing. Unfortunately, small businesses and podcasters, as well as guests, just don't, don't do that. And it's really low-hanging fruit that's free. Right, right. Now, getting back to what you were talking about earlier about your message, it the podcast episode will help you to um, increase your influence, impact, and income only if you're able to really deliver value to the listeners during the podcast. So how do you do that? What do you need to do to make sure you're going to deliver value to your audience? Yeah, well, I think a good place to start with that is understanding what value is. And for most people, it's some form of transformation. And so everyone that is listening to the podcast wants to achieve some sort of goal. And that would be a transformation. So they want to get from point A to point Z. And so what I like to think about is that with value, there's always an exchange. And so if I'm on a podcast like we have here as a guest, then I am trying to provide value to help pe people transform in exchange for their time. So they're gonna spend time listening to me. And so what I wanna do, if I know they need to get from A to Z, so in case, in, in my case, I, I have looked at three stages uh, in terms of what I do. So I help people uh, at the end of the day, generate income from their podcast interviews. But before that, they need to get booked and get interviewed on podcasts. And then the middle stage is they need to market their message. So there's really three stages. One, get interviewed on podcasts. Next stage, market themselves and their message. And then number three, finally start generating income from their interviews. And so if I look, look at the whole process, that's the full transformation. Taking someone that's never done anything on podcasts before to getting them all the way to Z of, of generating income. And so my, uh, my value is to give the first couple steps to this. So maybe A, B, and C. Then hopefully I have something of value to give, like a gift. That gift might get them from stage D, E, F. And then from there, there's usually an exchange. And that exchange is usually contact information for some valuable asset, like a checklist, a tool. I do software a lot. And the last stage is usually exchange of even more value to get to their end result. And that usually is exchange of, of money for, for an end result. And so you always want to have in mind, like what is the transformation they want to get? What's the, the small, actually that's the name of my book. It was called Small Steps, because that's why I named it. You want to take small steps to getting to where you want to uh, get to in the end, the transformation. The job of the podcast is to help them with the first couple steps. Right. And so if you know who your audience is and where they want to go, then that's what you want to deliver in your podcast. At least some of the steps, small steps 
they get to know you, they get to appreciate your expertise, and then they're more likely to want to engage with you with whatever else you're going to be offering. Correct. Yep. So it starts with small steps and it, and it kind of um, it comes to fruition by mapping all the steps out from the beginning to the end transformation. Right. And then having the programs that are lined up already on how they can actually implement those steps, because knowing the steps is only part of the problem. Actually being able to do them is much, much harder. Yeah. As we mentioned before in the green room is I, I've been spending a lot of time on that, mapping that out and creating content courses, templates, checklists, software for each of those stages. And, and it is a lot of work to be honest, but once it's done, it's done. And it's something that you have that's valuable, but also that adds a lot of value to the people that you serve. Right. Excellent. One of the things that I've uh, had people ask me about is when they get on a podcast, should they provide questions to the host? Should they ask the host to let them know what questions the host plans to ask them or should they just wing it? Yeah, so uh, once you're established, you're more able to wing it, but definitely starting out, you want to know what to expect. Thankfully, um, I actually have a checklist for this. Uh, and uh, it's in actually, I give it away, I think, in my challenge that we're going to talk about a little bit. But uh, what it does is it gives you the top 10 most frequently asked questions. And so that is definitely something you want to be aware of, because if you have those very, those, at least those lists, you, you kind of can eliminate a lot of the uncertainty so you know what you have the next thing better than that is to actually provide the questions you like to be asked a lot of times people will ask because let's face it you're on the show because you're the expert you know the questions better than the host does many times and so a lot of times they'll ask you for the recommended questions this is where having a podcast one sheet comes into play because you can put all those uh, questions on the one sheet in advance provide to the host and then the last stage, if that, you know, those two fail, then you can't ask what the questions are. Or, but if you do your job and you know yourself and you have stories, you can a lot of times adapt your answers based on any question. Right. And even if you have the questions in advance, whether you provide them or the host does, that doesn't mean the host is going to necessarily follow that script. So you should know that a, a good host is going to maybe follow up with one of your answers with a question that wasn't on the list. Yeah, that's why you have to spend the time up front, like I said, on your messaging. You have to know who you are, who you serve, what you do. And if you're an expert in your field, uh, you really don't have anything to be concerned about. Right. Is there any benchmark on how long a typical podcast interview goes? Yeah, they vary. I've done ones as short as five minutes. I've done ones that ran into an hour i would say the standard is probably usually around 20 to 30 minutes is what I've, I've done mostly i would say in the last couple of years definitely before that i think they might have been longer uh, but people's attention spans have definitely shrunk yes um, sure. and so the average has kind of gone from maybe an hour down to 45 minutes down to about 20 minutes yeah i've noticed the same thing but yeah, it's important to ask your host if it's unclear 
how long the interview is going to go because you don't want to be on, say, the third question out of 10 when the host says, well, our time is up <laughs> and you didn't yeah. get everything covered that you wanted to get covered. Or on the flip side, you don't, I've seen this too, where people have a meeting at the top of the next hour and the call is going longer than expect. So you want to set the expectations up front of how long it'll be. That way you don't have to, you know, have an awkward, you know, pause where you have to jump in your phone and push a meeting back. Right. Excellent. I know that you've dealt with a lot of podcast hosts and guests. What are some of the common mistakes that you've seen in podcast guest interviews? Yeah. So I always like to start with the end of mind and what your end goal is. And so one of the, the big challenges I find is people don't have, aside from the messaging, which we just talked about, they don't tend to have a good offer. And so a lot of times people want to generate income from their interviews. And one of the big keys for that is to have a compelling offer and that goes for the host as well. A lot of times hosts don't think about that. And the biggest challenge I see with hosts is they're not building their email list. And so either side of the chair, the host and the guest, you both want to have some sort of way to, to provide value and some sort of gift that drives people to provide uh, or incentivize them to provide their contact information so you can build your email list. Right. Yeah, I know it's a great way to get more leads. If you are giving something that you know your audience is going to really want, a checklist, an assessment form, a white paper, whatever that delves more into what you're covering, then they'll provide their contact information in order to get that. And that's a nice warm lead for you. Yes, absolutely. Very, very important. Any other common mistakes that you want to share with us? Uh, well, one of the things I always like to do is understand who the audience is because you want to you want to have your messaging down, but you also want to be able to tailor that messaging to the specific audience. And so one of the things I always do now, of course, I've been on your show before, so I didn't do it this time. But I always ask, who's your audience? Who do you serve? And, you know, any kind of information about that, because then if you have a repository of stories, you can select certain stories that are more appealing to that audience. So, for instance, I know you serve a lot of of uh, authors. So one of my stories was about doing a podcast book tour because that's relatable. I've been on other shows. I used to be a professional violinist and I'll talk about music. You know, I've also done, you know, uh, you know, sports. So I'd leverage sports or chess or different hobbies I've had and tailor it to the specific audience that I'm serving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, if your audience doesn't resonate with your message or what you're saying, then you're not going to get nearly as much value out of the podcast interview. So not only think about who they are, but how can you craft your message so that it's going to resonate more with that audience? What stories can you tell? How do you want the host to approach different topics, things like that? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very valuable. Now, what if, your host throws something kind of controversial or difficult at you. Are there tactics that you can suggest on how to handle that? Yeah. So one of the things I learned back when I was studying public relations. Um, so I had went to a, and learned from a really top guy in the industry, uh, Chris Winfield. 
And he talked about how to handle that. And really the best way to do it is to reframe the conversation. And this is what you see politicians do all the time, right? They're the best at it. So they'll ask them any question and they redirect it into something they want to talk about. And so that's really the best thing to do it do is to take a snippet of it, pivot off of a certain component of that, that conversation and, and redirect that conversation into what you really want to talk about. Yeah. And you can always pause and you can say, that's an interesting question while you're thinking about how to reframe what they've just asked. Yes. Yeah, that, that, that always, you know, that's probably the best thing to do. And so again, this is why you want to have your messaging down because if you have your messaging down, you, you know, you can easily pull from one of those very quickly and you're not caught stumbling on something you're, you're not expecting. Right. Well, fortunately, I don't think it happens all that often. Podcast hosts are usually pretty friendly and yeah. they don't want it to be difficult because they'll get a reputation which will prevent them from getting more guests and podcast hosts need guests. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a few. I've been on a few where they were more controversial type because that they like to dig into a lot of, uh, in, in one case, it was a business podcast and they try to get into your actual financials and things of that nature. And so it, it's a, definitely a skill that you will need very occasionally, not, not often at all, but once in a while you'll be surprised. For somebody who is just getting in, into doing podcast guest interviews, is there a certain equipment that you'd recommend that they procure? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the great things about podcasting. I think it was really democratized, you know, uh, the ability for everyone to create content. So all you need is a really simple can camera. I use a Logitech. Uh, there's fancier ones, but to get started, that's a great one. In terms of a microphone, a lot of people will start with like a Blue Yeti and then graduate up to like a Rode uh, Podcaster Pro. Uh, those are probably the two most popular ones that are out there. All right. Yeah, I have a Logitech as well. Yeah, yeah I think uh, the video is important, but the audio is probably at, as important, if not more important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Tony, you mentioned your upcoming challenge. You want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So last time I was on here, I, I talked about training and the software I created uh, which is Podcast One Sheet, which helps you get booked on podcasts because it helps you with your messaging, helps you organize everything. But I find that people um, were only getting, getting so far because they have the tool, but now they need a little bit of handholding to actually pitch podcasts, to get booked on podcasts. Uh, and so for that reason, I created a five-day challenge uh, where I'm going to help uh, the folks that join this get five interviews in just five days. So it's a great way to kind of jumpstart their their um, their their future podcasting journey. And so that's the fastest way and the easiest way I can think of doing it. And so each day we break down the steps. So uh, who are you? What's your goals? Uh, what's your message going to be? How are you going to find all the podcasts that will interview you? Uh, how are you going to pitch them? How do you ensure you have a great interview? And uh, it's a great way to get started in just five days. Excellent. When, when does that start? Yeah. So uh, the great thing is the we're going to we're planning on uh, this is our first one, uh, but we're going to be doing them every month. Uh, but this first one 
is going to be April 24th, which is a Monday, and it's going to run those five days. And then we'll have okay. a special graduation uh, in-person training as well. And how does somebody find out about that? Do you have a link? That you yeah, can... yeah. So um, I, I create a special link. So one of the things I teach actually is to make it super simple to track your results and make it easy for the host to know how it's going and also a way to give incentives uh, for your, the audience. And so what I did was I created a special link, uh, which is podcastonesheet.com forward, uh, forward slash skill bites, which is your brand. So if people click there, uh, they can do a trial of podcast one sheet software. Uh, they can get access to our um, podcast finder, which finds the, the podcast will interview. Uh, but there's also the opportunity to register for that challenge, uh, which is where I'll be walking through how to get those five interviews in five days. Excellent. Thank you. So podcastonesheet.com slash skillbytes. Correct. Very good. And finally, I wanted to pick your brain about continuing to build the relationship with the podcast host. Do you have yeah. some tips on how you can do that after you've had that um, podcast interview? Yeah, so a couple things. One, connect with them on social media. We talked about that earlier. Number two, one of the best things you can do is build your own platform. So that means creating your own uh, uh, podcast, having your own YouTube channel. Uh, in my case, I'm also doing a directory. Uh, and so that gives you the opportunity to uh, reciprocate and interview the host that interviewed you. Uh, you also want to be building your email list, as I mentioned before, because it's a great way to monetize yourself, but it's also a way to promote and support uh, your partners. So you can promote um, the people that help you. And so that's another way to do it. And then, of course, from there, you're looking at doing joint ventures, affiliate marketing, promoting them. And so I think the core thing where people should be working towards is, again, number one, get started, get booked on podcasts. I have a super easy way to do that. Like I said, I have a five-day uh, challenge where you get the five interviews in five days. But longer-term vision, everyone should really think about having their own platform, which would be, what's a platform? Well, a book can certainly be a platform because you can promote people in the book. You know, uh, a YouTube channel is a platform. A blog is a platform. Uh, but my favorite platform, of course, is having a podcast. And so that's probably something everyone should uh, aspire to at some point in their in their journey. Excellent, excellent. Uh, Tony, how can people get in touch with you if they want some more of your wisdom? Yeah, so uh, probably the best way is just to go through that link I shared before, the, the podcastonesheet.com forward slash skillbytes. What happens is when you register for um, the challenge or even for the software, which is free, you can get it right from that link, um, you'll get a series of emails. One of those emails will actually be my calendar. And so um, they're short calls because I get a lot of these. But if you want to meet me in person and chat, you'll get uh, an email to my calendar. If it's full, you might just have to go uh, you know, a week or two out later and, and I'll have a chance to have a one-on-one -on -one call with anyone that would like to, to join. Excellent. And that podcast one sheet site is pretty amazing because it not only allows the person who's visiting there to create their own one sheet, but you also have access to that database of podcasts. So you can search and find 
some podcasts that you might want to be on. Yes. Yeah. And that's one of the things I'll be teaching people to use in the challenge, walking you through step-by-step exactly how to do that. And for authors, it's one of my favorite ways to, to do it because you can simply put in authors like yourself that are in the same niche and you can get a list of all the podcasts where they've appeared. So it's very, very powerful. Excellent. Excellent. So I really appreciate you giving people a free trial to that. All they have to do is go to podcastonesheet.com slash skillbytes. That's it. Well, Tony, thank you so much for being on our show again and really appreciate your time and your expertise that you've shared with us. Thank you. You're welcome. And, and I appreciate you having me on as well.